check the mic and make sure it sound right, boy. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Comic Bookies Podcast. Welcome into another issue, another episode, whatever you want to call it, episode 108. We are live here on YouTube and Twitch. I'm with Sean and Mark, colliding the worlds of sports and comics once again. First, our sponsor, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today is New Comic Book Day. Unfortunately, right now at 8.54 p.m., the store is closed, but check out Alex on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays to get your old books, your new books, everything in between, any way you want it. Uh, fellas, uh, we have three weeks in a row now. We have some interviews. We've had hella fun the last two weeks, but uh, but now it's time to get a little music. We're going kind of off the beaten path. We're going to go ahead and come back to sports and comics for sure, but uh, but he's a local boy here from uh, the Bay Area, Newark specifically, so all four of us are now Newark boys. Um, you may know him as Derek, but his friends and his fans know him as DJ Cook Beats, uh, calling in from L.A., Sir, how are you? Thank you so much for joining the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. What's good? What's good? What's good with my guys, man? Cook B. What's up, yes. boy? What's the man? beta LA, right? Let's get it. It's a, yeah. ple- it's a pleasure to have you on tonight. It really, really is, man. Uh, excited about what you're doing. Uh, we're going to you know, talk a little bit about yourself and your move down to LA and your future endeavors and even get into sports and comics and that's what we collide the worlds of here so man I'm excited to to introduce you to our fans and you know uh just uh yeah collide the world man excited to have you brother thank you dope dope and it's an honor thank you for having me man and like and and thank y'all for always showing love man you guys always pull up on my streams and always saying what's up so like I appreciate that and you know it was only right to pull up and and uh, say what's up to my guys, man. So yeah, gotta you know, gotta give it back, Hell bro. Because yeah, uh, hey, we're all we're all out here trying to get it, bro. You know what I'm saying? So yep. you know, and, and plus we're all from Newark. We gotta support I each know, other. That's right? what it is, boy. All Newark boys. That's real, right there. How many? I mean, how many people have came out of Newark that that have like kind of made it to the limelight? I think when I went to high school, there was some actor or someone in like uh, class that I, I don't. I, I can't remember. Well, Christopher Titus. You, I know that there were. Titus, that's yeah, he's the a guy. Comedian. Yeah. Titus, who? Yeah, that's right. You know, there's there's very few, but I, I actually have a pretty dope story. Um, so, um, when I first moved out here, I ended up getting a job with iHeartRadio, um, just on the promo team, and uh, I was working with the alternative station. Uh, I think it's it's like 105 point something, right? And we were in Big Bear, and um, it was like a whole day, all day event, and uh. I'm there helping set up and everything. And then I, it was actually DJ Scotty Fox, who's also from the Bay. Yep. I'm helping him set up. And I'm kind of freaking out because I'm like, yo, like, I grew up listening to you on the radio back <laughs> in, in the Bay. And he was like, wait, where are you from? I'm, like, I'm from Newark. And he just goes, man, another Newark cat here? What the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, another? I'm like, who's the first one? He was like, Menace. And Menace is the actual guy from the Woody show 
Uh, and the, the Woody show, I don't know if you guys are familiar, yeah. but it's pretty popping. I think they have it up in the Bay as well. Um, but yeah, Menace is like one of the main guys from the Woody show who I'm there to help. And then so I, I go and meet him and I was like, yo, I heard you're from Newark. And he was like, how you know that? <laughs> who told you that? I'm like, uh, Scott. He's like, what you know about Newark? I'm like, I'm from Newark. And he goes, he's like, well, he said, what did he say? He's like, where you live by? I'm like, by the pavilion. He's like, already. Just, <laughs> just, just if you like, know the pavilion, you know Newark, man. Yeah, he, he was like, he's like, I grew up right there uh, off of Lafayette and this and that. That's my grandma's spot. I go there all the time. And like, and I was like, what the, what are the odds? Like, we're here in Big Bear in LA. And we got two Newark cats here. And then from there, he kind of told me, like, yo, we have a – for Newark not being known for, like, you know, um, like, radio, like uh, like not having a radio program or any type of – anything in that type of a field, iHeart, I there's another person from Newark. And then from Apple Music on Beats 1 Radio, someone who's up there, like, very high up there is also from Newark, too. So that was, like – Damn, that's hella dope. You know, just seeing that in front of me, it was just you know inspirational for real. You represent, man. That's awesome. A, hell yeah, a, hell think, yeah. Think, who would have who would who would have thought? Right? I mean, that's pretty interesting. We know we got a couple good baseball players out of Newark, but go ahead, Mike. <laughs> shout out to my boy Joey Lucchese, and then shout out to Chris Flex. Hell man, yeah, for dude. Real. There it is. I was, I, I was supposed to see uh, uh, Joey out there in New York last week. He hit me up. He's like, "Bro, I got tickets." I'm like, "Bro, I'm 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 about to hop on the flight back uh, home." He's like, oh, oh. Man, "That extra day was needed, boy." Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna be, uh, you know, for the Phillies game too." And I was like, "Damn, bro!" But that, that's my guy. Shout out to Joey, man. He's uh, he's he's killing it. I was I was able to see him when he played for the Padres too, and we went to visit him out there. Always love, man. So shout that's out to crazy, Joey. dude. Like yeah. and his story too. Like, his like he didn't crazy. even play senior year or whatever. He goes to Chabot. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it that's insane. It, it's it's very, it's it, it's yeah. It's just like what happened in high school was very unfortunate and all that stuff. But then the way he just said, like, man, I'm just gonna keep doing it, bro. And it, it's like you can really just take that with anything, you know, with anything you want to do. You just kind of just, you know, put your head down, and just get through yeah. it, you know, straight up. So yeah, it was. Yeah. I, it's, it's I'm amazing. pretty sure a former drummer from Slayer went to Newark Memorial too. Yeah, I forgot. Really? What, I forgot his name. Really? M- my dad always says his name. God, That's pretty damn. big. A former drummer. Hey, you know what? Also right? random. Damn. Hello, random. And I just found out. Um, I heard Blueface, the rapper, my bust down Tatiana yeah. Blueface. I heard he moved to Newark. For a, a couple of years, he played for the Newark Titans, like that little peewee. Like the, he probably went like, to Bridgepoint or something like that. <laughs> <He> probably, <laughs> right. but, but so, so, someone told me that, and I was like, no way. And then I remember I like we were talking about it again with like, with a whole other group of people that like don't they don't know each other. And I was told the same shit. And I was like, all right, what are the odds these two people like know that? You know what I mean? So we'll have to fact check that, babe. Yeah, we we'll have to fact check that. But that was like I just heard that recently, like twice. <laughs> And I'm like, no way, dude. So we'll see. We'll see what, uh, if the truth That's comes crazy. out. For those who don't know, as y'all can see, Newark is a pretty small town slash city. So when this guy's, when this happens, we get happy. So well, oh yeah, pro- man, it's it's a melting pot, man. It's a melting pot for sure, and it's 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 a beautiful it's a beautiful city because it's like oh, man. 
like it ain't nothing like it, you know. Like, I mean, shit. Like, look at us here. I moved out here with Twee and uh, and Cr Crucial, and uh, you know, from also Newark. And you know, like I'm the Mexican Charlie white boy and got Twee the Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I feel like you don't get that shit anywhere else nope. in the world. You know what I mean? And that's like with my friends back at home. Like this. We're all different. We come from different cultural backgrounds, and we're just all completely different. But we don't, you know, we we all we're all like this, you know. Yeah, man, to that boy, it's the truth. And pe- people listening probably think we're talking about Newark, New Jersey, but we're not. Look, <laughs> look it up. It's Newark, Dude, California. I get that all the time, especially being, especially now being here in in uh in L.A. Like, what Newark, Newark, New Jersey? This and that. I'm like, Okay. You got to hit him with that nine four five six zero six L. Yes, but the thing about the melting pot is correct because I always I talk to some people and it's like you know there's so much BS you know political stuff racism stuff going on in the world today and I always tell like my friends my buddies it's just like I don't see it like in high school my high school one damn high school in the city that is not to mention another thing that Newark was great at was basketball making it to it was my junior year Newark basketball team made it to the state final against Dominguez High in Compton shout out Dominguez with Tayshawn Prince and I forgot who else was on that team huh Tyson Chandler. Tyson Chandler was on that team. He was on that team, too. Yeah. It was so two NBA players. But nonetheless, guys, yes, Newark was a melting pot. The Bay Area in general. Who was on that Newark team? Was that when like Ben Washington? No, that was before our time. White. We were we were in eighth grade Mm -hmm. that. So, I mean, that was. Yeah. Yeah, That was uh, us, actually. Yeah. Hey, that goes to show you too. Like I remember in high school, when I was in high school, our basketball team was we we used to go to freaking the Oracle every every year, oh, yeah. and we played De La Salle. And we're, you guys had Kyle Spain in the yeah, past, Kyle right? Spain. Yeah, Kyle Spain. Yeah, Washington, New- all those guys. It's a melting pot. What I want to say is, you know, we, we I hung out with Indians, Asians, Afghans. Blacks, Mexicans, yeah. Vietnamese, like there's uh, the Fijians, like there was not yeah. one race at Newark Memorial that wasn't there. You know what I mean? So yeah. I learned to get along with everybody. I told Mike this the other day, dude. I used to hop, like I, I just got along with everybody. That's why yeah. it's like I don't, I don't understand racism, all this BS. It's like I get, a, we get along. Everybody here on this podcast, we get along with everybody, yeah. man. It's, it, it sucks, and you it, know. And but, it was usually something that brought you together. It was like either like a, a sub like a class or another group of friends brought you together uh, or sports like for me it was sports i i I hung out with all different types of races because it was i I played baseball i always kicked it with the soccer players and and the basketball players football players because we were in the weight room all the time after school so that was that melting pot right right there and you know yeah i mean it's just crazy it's it's how we're, we're we're brought up and raised and especially out here in california we're a lot more tolerant than a lot of other places and yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't want to be anywhere else knowing what i know about other places and what's been going on right now wouldn't want to grow up in any other place it's a whole different vibe like i mean with my past couple years and just traveling to the little spots i've gone to you you know it's it's a whole different vibe you're like you know i'm driving in this city i'm just like damn i don't belong here uh-uh. You know what I mean? Like, already. You feel it. You you know, and you know when you were like pulling up that silly city, you're like, all right, let's get through this quick. <laughs> you know, it's so uh, it's it's nothing like it, man. And it's uh, yeah, I, I love I love Newark, man. But you know, it, you know, 
I think it's always best to also, you know, remember remember where you're from and and learn all the things you can and then take that and then kind of like expand. So it was very important for me to like come out here to L.A. and just kind of see what's beyond Newark, you know, because a lot of people who don't leave Newark, it is such a small city. And like depending what you want to do in your life, like I I feel like with what I want to do. I have to expand. I need to. I need to get out there because with DJing and all that stuff, I can't just be in Newark. You know, I'm not gonna be. You know, the DJing at O'Sullivan's every weekend. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to DJ. I'm trying to DJ in LA. I'm trying to DJ in New York. I'm trying to DJ yep. all these Facts. places. You know, so yeah, I had to uh, ex- you know expand my mind and expand my thinking and you know. Now I feel like now it's coming more full picture with his last couple of years, for sure. Well, kind of into that, bro. I mean, first off, thank you again for being on the podcast. We appreciate the love. Oh yeah, a Friday night. We know what's up, man. We know when DJ Cook beats. We see the biddies. We see you. You know, we see you in your element, bro. What got you into DJ, man? Dude. So, all right. So, like to be real. So, my pops is actually um, he got me really into music very young he was actually a rapper back in the day what was his rap name um what was his rap name oh oh it was fuck oh i think his name is deafline deafline or some shit like (laughs) i forgot but like he used to take me like and he's from san jose so um i he used to take me to like i remember cyphers um i remember like Seeing a whole bunch of dudes break dancing. Like we used to take me to these like places where like and then he'd be like, All right, sit right here and you know, and then he'll he'll hop in the cypher and start rapping and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I'm little, but like like I think it's just fun, you know, I'm a kid. But then, you know, then when he, I will go to his house, he didn't really have video games like that. He had a keyboard, he had his four track cassette mixer and an and a drum pad machine. And, um, you know, I've always messed around with, with that. Just, you know, this is probably like eight, ten years old, you know, just, you know, thinking I'm making something, you yeah. know. Then, and then from there, um, my cousins, this is kind of crazy, too. Uh, my cousins, you know, they were more into, like, punk rock and all that stuff. So they actually started making music. And I was like, the guitar is fucking dope like i want to learn to play guitar so my cousin taught me how to play guitar next thing you know i'm in their band where you know and this is all throughout junior high to like freshman year and then my boy put me on to producing beats and i was just like all right this is dope because all i so you're saying all i need is just this little laptop and i can make a beat and then that's where i started making beats um, we, I used to have like some of the homies come over. We used to record in my my closet, you <laughs> know. What I mean, and, like, like in high school, we used to. Um, I remember, like, I think my senior year, I didn't have a six period, so there was like block day schedule. So it'll be only like the first first period, third period, lunch, and then six period. Wow. Obviously, I didn't have a six period. So then during lunch we'll dip and we we'll go to my house and we'll just start making music you know all the you know making slaps and then we show up the next day at school and then that's where i kind of got my name you know um just for as a producer plus i played sports and um especially in football 
we normally call each other by our last names. So a lot of people don't even know my name is Derek. Like still to this day, they're like, Derek, <laughs> you know, but uh, everyone just knows me as Cook. Yeah. And so, and Cook is, it's so easy, right? So then. Um, Wait, your I, last name Cooks? My last name's Cook. Oh, dude, I just found out your real name today in this podcast. Bro. There it is. I, I only yeah. know you as Cook. I, know, I asked Mike right before you came on. I'm like, hey, what's Cook's name, bro? Well, yeah, I, know you, so, yeah. I, I know you through Ray, my barber. So he just, we always refer to you oh, as yeah. Cook. Cook. So it's like, man, I was just like, I, I just, I have always known you as Cook Beats, Cooks. That's crazy. Your last and name is shout, Cook. That's shout, shout out, uh, shout out, Ray Mark, man. Shout out, Ray Visions, brother. That's my brother right there, bro. That's oh, my Filipino brother right. for sure. Um, but yeah, no, like everyone, it was just easy. Everyone called me Cook, and uh, and so I just kind of like went went with that as like my producer name, and then because I've always been in love with music, you know, my dad putting me up on game with like hip hop. And then my mom showing me everything else. Like from my mom, I was listening to like Depeche Mode, The Cure, uh, uh, Lisa Lisa, Selena. You know, just real music. Yeah, yeah, I'm listening to a whole bunch that? of. I'm listening like oh, like the most wildest shit. And then my dad too. Like he, you know, he put me on Led Zeppelin. You know, Rage Against Machine, which is like my favorite band, and you know, like stuff like that. So like. And then, you know, and then, of course, you know, hanging out with my cousins, they're putting me on with all the punk rock shit. So I'm like, I'm listening to Dead Kennedys, Misfits, um, Operation Ivy. Like, my my head with music, I could listen to music, all different types of music all day. And I love it. So when the iPod came out, that was literally the best invention for me. And making playlists is what I was known for in high school. So, like, people will, like, people started learning that. And, like, people will actually give me their iPod. I'll charge them five bucks. I'll delete their whole iPod. And I'll put my whole computer onto their stuff. Man. And I'll make playlists. Yeah. This is this is, hustle young, man. Okay. Bro, this is Apple Music. Like, uh-huh. I was Apple Music before Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, so, so, like, you know, doing stuff like that and, like, showing up to the high school parties and, and then, you know, I didn't have no DJ equipment at that time, so I had my playlist. And I remember, I, like, before I go out to a party, I'll fucking put together the f- most fire playlist of all the most recent music. The hardest library in the bin. And, and, and then I will make sure it goes, like, one with Lil Wayne, two, this, 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 right? Nice. And just kind of making got sure we got down. the whole night soundtrack onto one playlist. And then I remember, like, someone jokingly was just like, DJ Cook. And I was like, that's actually pretty fire. So then that became my producer name. So that was, that's how DJ cook became a thing. But then there was a point in my life where I was just like, I want to just be completely just a producer. So I'm like, I'm not a DJ. Why do I put, I'm putting myself as a DJ. I think that's disrespectful to, you know, to the title as a DJ, if I'm just a producer and um, so I put I I just made it cook beats, and then from there, it wasn't until like I I got some money. I finally got a little controller, wasn't doing nothing with it, and then a couple years uh, later than that, I got a phone call for a gig, and it was actually the DJ for Newark Memorial, and shout out to my my brother Charlie. His mom was like one of the uh, 
the event coordinators yeah. for uh for you know it's a world formal or something and she was like yo i'll give you this much money you pay with half of this amount you go get whatever equipment you need and then the other half you get after you're done djing and then i'm i'm nervous because i never dj'd in front of a whole like audience like oh, that it's nerve your peers bro. man shoot and oh. And that's honestly where like DJ Cook Beats just became a thing because after that, they were booking me for every single school nice. event at Newark Memorial, and then I'm doing these parties and just kind of just like fast forward and like here I am, yeah, you know, it's just now I'm DJ Cook Beats and now I'm like I'm making a a brand for myself now and it's like it's becoming almost full circle and it's a, it's a, it's an amazing thing that's hey that's gangster first of all half now half later like here's half <laughs> here I'll, get the job no, done because no, i'm just like i remember charlie i was telling charlie i was just like dude <laughs> i'm like i need what i need two monitors i need lights i need what? a fog like, machine you know what oh, i mean man. like I need all this stuff it's just like look i'll pay you half right now and the other half later you knew the and, hassle <laughs> and i made it work I made it work, bro, and uh, yeah, it was it was that was an amazing experience, and and it was cool too because uh, at that time my little cousin was going to Newark Memorial, so I'm like, hey, I'm DJing your school dance. He was like, so he was kind of telling me, hey, what to play, this and that, and it was so weird for me because like now I know how it felt to be like a teacher at school dances because you see these little kids are all. Grinding on each other. I'm just like, bro, I can't play this song right now. You know what I mean? I'm like, dude, this is now I get it. Uh, I was like, you know, in high school, you're like, dude, why you hate it? You know, to the teacher. But mm-hmm. then now you're like, man, I'm being on the outside looking in. I'm like, dude, this is bad. Dude. Yeah, playing no juvenile, no back and nothing up. Right, man. right. All, they want they want Mike Sherm. They want like S O B R V E. They want all the hood slabs. And I'm just like, dude. No, you're getting all 80s love songs. That's it. <laughs> he brought back that Jodeci. Man, I had to. But I, I'll be completely transparent. I always thought that the name DJ Cook Beats, because I always, I mean, I'm sure you've gotten this before. I was just like, oh, he's serving up the beats. Like he's, he's cooking, cooking them, them up. up. You know what I mean? DJ and, Cooks. And honestly, too, um, I think the <laughs> I think the at, at DJ Cook was, was taken. So then I was just like, well, I'm a producer, too. So then let me just put at cook beats. And then there was another cook beats. And I'm just like, come on, dude. And I couldn't think of anything else. So then I was like, you know what? DJ cook beats. And this was, I, I, I think I barely changed my Instagram to DJ cook beats at DJ cook beats. Uh, maybe like two, three years ago at that, no more than three years ago. That's when I officially made it at DJ cook beats. And then now like, it just looks right. Like it looks fitting, so yeah, yeah, that's how. But your Twitter is still at Cook Beats, correct? It's at Cook Beats because, like, just for the fact that, like, I was the first one to there have Cook Beats on Twitter. You Ain't know, nobody I mean? else getting that. I'm like, no one's getting that. Dude. I don't care, man. Yeah. Because there's that's a whole I... bunch of different. If you look up Cook Beats, there's there's Cook Beats with a Z, and there's this Cook Beats and this and this. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'm at Cook Beats. Right. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's uh, right, D- Derek. So let's get into like what you've been recently into. So like go- going from the Bay Area down to LA, and then yeah. you know, tell us about like how's how's it different like music scene wise in LA, and then your recent trip to New York compared to the Bay Area, and like what you dealt with in the first couple years of your career up until now, dude. Like being in LA, man, it was it's the 
it was the most craziest, scary, and the best thing of my life. Right. Um, I was at a crossroads too, where like everyone, everyone in our hometown knew her, you know, they knew me as the DJ producer. Um, few, some few in Fremont and, and maybe some in San Jose, but it wasn't getting any bigger than that. So I'm just like, if I don't believe in myself, then why would someone else believe in myself? And, um, before I moved to uh, L.A., I was in the medical field. I was working at a pediatrics office, making good pay, full benefits, and all that good stuff. I was there for almost five years, and uh, I'm seeing people there for life. You know, it's you know, when you're in the medical field, you're in there for life, and um, and I just caught myself, you know, just always like, damn, I want more, and um, it wasn't. Till we started going to LA a lot because um, the engineer at the time they were messing with, um, he had his own studio in LA. And so me, Charlie and Twee will go there. We'll go to LA maybe once a month or once every other month. And every time I come back, I come back home to Newark and I'm just like, I miss it out there. I belong there. Right. It, it's, it's what it felt right. And then, um, our homie, he was like, yo, one time we were out there and he was just like, yo, I'm going to have two rooms open up. Like, you guys think you will ever move out here? And we're just like, kind of just like kind of going back and forth about it. And for like the next two months, we thought about it. And then um, I believe it was February 1st of 2018. You remember that day like it was yesterday, huh? Yeah, February 1st, 2018. Um, we moved out here. You know, I told my mom like like the the month prior. You know, and it's kind of like, yo, this is what I want to do. And she was like, and what you gonna do? Like, what 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 do you got planned? I'm like, I don't know. I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> moms being moms, <laughs> you know, like most you know parents. I mean? and, and and you know, I really had no plan. I I just knew I needed to be out here. I know if I were to come out here, I'm I'm like. I'm going to make the most craziest beats. I'm going to meet, you know, all these different artists because at the house that we stayed at was also the studio upstairs. So we artists were coming in and out of that house all day, which sounds dope. But until you actually live there, it's like, it's a, you know, it's like, Oh my God, I need to get the hell out of here. So that's one thing. Don't ever live at your studio. I'm like, you know, don't ever live at the studio. How wild does it get? (laughs) Oh, dude! It was it, and at that house too. Um, I think total there was eight people living there. So that's me, Charlie Twee, and then there was like, um, we had three other no, we had four other roommates because there's like other rooms, and then we had like two people who were always like crowd surf. I mean, uh, couch surf. So and it was just a whole bunch of different people at that time. But um, at the same time, it felt right being out there. Not once being in that house, I not once was I was like, I needed to go back because I, I felt like I failed. And my main thing was uh, I wanted to move out to L.A. to say I at least tried to do what I wanted to do by the time I turned 30. You know, what I mean, if by 30, if I don't have a vision of what I'm going to do, then, you know, what, I'm, I'm going to come back home and uh, I'm, I'm going to get back in the medical field. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. 
within my first month um being out here i met um i met him actually like uh, maybe once or twice but i've really met my one of my good friends uh nico aka blitz which you can also see him he every now and then he might pop up on my twitch and i might pop up on his twitch uh too he's killing on twitch by the way uh make sure you give him a follow but um at actually, that time, I I am following him, brother. I one that one day after one of your streams, you actually like sent your whole I don't know what oh, you yeah, call it. Yep, yeah, you yeah. rated it. You, oh, yeah. I was on your. I, I ended up in his stream, and I was like, this dude's pretty cool. So I subscribe. I subbed it. All right. Yeah, you know. man. I'm telling you, like that's my brother, man, for real. Like we we've met uh prior before moving to uh, to L.A. because he booked um Twee for a show, and then. Before she hopped on, he was like, "Yo, can you uh, de- you know, just play a couple of songs?" I was like, "Sure." So I played like one or two songs, and he was like, "And the first, of course, the first two songs were pretty fire." He was like, "Hey, can you go on for like twenty minutes?" I'm like, "Yeah, say less." I'm like, "Oh, you <laughs> fucked up." I'm like, "You fucked up now because I'm gonna turn up now." So oh, then, uh, best library in the biz. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so then from that, from that, he kind of respected me on, on a DJ level type of thing. So then. Uh, I remember ta- chopping it up with him. Was like, "Yo, we about to move to LA next month." He's like, "Hit me up," and um, we had like a little kickback um, in LA one time, and um, he came over. And you know, me being a hungry, you know, being hungry out there, I was like, "Bro, if you need anything, like, you want me to open up for you? You want me to, you know, just just ride with you, help you set up your whole, you know, for your next gig or whatever? Hit me up, like." Show me around, dude, because you've been out here a little bit longer than me. He's also from the Bay Area, but um, he went to you know he went to school out there, and he's and at that time he was working for for the uh, Real ninety two three, the radio station out here. So he's a lot more tapped in. So um, that Monday, that following Monday, he was like, "Yo," he calls me. He's like, "Yo, long story short, can you DJ this Thursday?" And I was just like, "Yeah," you know. He tells me it's a restaurant gig. Like cool, perfect, and it's out here in the valley. It's in Willen Hills, and Willen Hills is like maybe twenty minutes from uh, Calabasas, so it's around that type of you know vibe. You know what I mean? Different energy, boy. It different energy for sure. And I remember I pulled up, and you know I see a Rolls Royce parked outside. They have valet for this restaurant. There's a valet so, service. You so like get that Bruno Mars plane or something. You're, you're seeing you're seeing these dope cars, and I'm just like here I am like. What the hell am I doing here, right? <laughs> and then I remember I walk in, and um, I walk in, the music they're playing, they're playing like EDM type stuff while people are eating, right? This is a restaurant. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm not gonna play this music. I remember I set up my stuff and just like, and at first I'm like, all right, where do I go from here? <laughs> Hit him with some like, you know snake what? or Let something. Me- <laughs> Uh, right, and I'm like, and so I actually, I was like, let me let me turn it down and let me get back, let me start playing these '90s R&B hits and early 2000 hits. And right when I turned that on, I remember everyone just kind of like, "Yo, who is this kid, man? You know, like this is kind of a vibe." And then like, I remember after I got done DJing that day, they're like, "Yo, can you can you come back next week?" So that was like my first gig. My first month being out there in LA, my my first gig, weekly gig, gig man. was the restaurant gig. One day, so then, so me and Nico, we ended up doing Wednesdays and Thursdays at the restaurant. One one day at the restaurant, 
I'm DJing, you know, vibing, of course. I get tapped on my shoulder, and someone's like, yo, you are killing it, dude. Like, this and that. Let me take your information down. Um, I work for Dash Radio. And I'm just like, oh, shit, yeah, I know Dash Radio. Like, it's kind of like satellite radio. It's on the app. Come to find out that dude who I was talking to is Sean Stockman from the boy from Boys to Men. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. He calls me that following Monday. He offered me my own R&B mix show on his Dash radio station. And, like, that right there is, like, a prime example of why it is extremely important to get out, you know, wherever you're from. And, you know, because this... That won't won't happen in the Bay. Why? That's happen in why? the Bay. You know I mean? ask you why. I ask you why. Why aren't those opportunities open to you? Why? I I, I feel like um the scene know, out here is you really got to get in where you fit in and know who you know and yeah, it's really a yeah, close no, no, knit. For sure. Yeah, no. So so I feel like in the Bay it's a lot more clicky, especially um being you know a DJ. You got to be tapped in with these certain clicks. You know um you know you go to Oakland. There's this main click. All the popping parties are pretty much from this main click. You go to San Jose, all the popping parties are this other click, you know. And I, yeah, I'm I'm cool with all of them, but I'm not super cool like that, you know. I need to find my lane, and my lane was just like, all right, you guys have the bay. Let me branch out and let me come to L.A. and let me see what I can do over here, and and I feel like um like opportunities like as such as my you know what happened for me was uh it could only happen out here in la because everyone is out here if that makes sense um i feel like now it might be kind of different because the pandemic everyone a lot of people are moving to san antonio arizona vegas all that stuff but like at that restaurant where i was djing at like one day jamie fox walks in kevin garnett's right over here um fucking uh who do uh, fucking Will Smith, uh, Dwayne Wade, G- Gabriel Union, like people, nice. these type of people are. It's another up. Wednesday, right? And and at first, I'm just like, this is insane. But then it does become another Thursday. You know what I mean? I remember one time Zendaya was there, and I, I played. You know, I know she's a Bay girl, so I, I remember I played like Kaylani, some her, and then I hit some Guapale. Her pops comes up to me, asks me for her for the card, for my, oh, my card. Like, <laughs> stuff like that only happens out here. You know what I mean? It's insane. Right? It's insane. Um, it, only, it only happens when you're carrying the best library in the big. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and also too, like I feel like uh, you know everyone go comes out here and they're just they're just kind of find just trying to find their way, right? And it's just like we're like. If you're from Oakland, you know where you're going to go in Oakland. You know what I mean? You're not going to go to no fancy restaurant or, you know what I mean? You're not going to do no crazy stuff, right? But, like, if you're in L.A., you're like, I want a steak. You know, I want to go over here, you know, where all the nice, you know, everything's at. So, I, so that's why I feel like that only stuff like that will happen in L.A. And then so after getting that Dash Radio gig, that was just like another thing to add to my uh, resume, and then from there, again, my my boy Nico, he got me into um, being on the promo team for iHeartRadio. So with being on the promo team, I'm going, you know, 
they would tell us, all right, go to Compton today and set up shop at a T-Mobile and, you know, hey, uh, Cook, you're you're in charge of music and just take pictures and do raffles. You know, like we'll, we'll do stuff like that. And it was fun, right? We'll go all, all over L.A. And which was the best thing for me because I was able to see L.A., L.A., you know what I mean? Not not just Hollywood and Beverly Hills and all that. Like, no, I'm going in the trenches. I'm over here in Baldwin Park. I'm over here mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, in Lincoln Heights. I'm over here in the hoods, you know? So it's like I was able to learn so much from being on that, in that in that whole scene. And then being at the radio station, seeing, you know, working with Jay Cruz and working with Big Boy in the morning, you know, these are idols I looked up to while I was working the nine to five and all that stuff. So, yeah, man. So, like, that kind of, like, kicked off my career right here in L.A., man. So then pandemic hit. Uh, I heart let go of everyone. And, uh, you know, we just kind of have to find, you know, our own way of things, how to do things. And here along came twitch and that's how we kind of got more popping and you know started started making a nice little income off of you know just doing what i love to do and that's the crazy thing max uh it's like you said everybody's trying to find their lane everyone's doing a whole bunch of different things i mean you go from the medical field you know kind of that day-to-day i got the full time i'm getting paid good i got the medical benefits but you kind of just weren't happy you knew there was something else you wanted to do and be a DJ and you guys a million different DJs. What's like, what's that thing you actually want to accomplish? What's that goal? What's that trophy? So for you, I mean, you know, you say, well, I want to be DJing in Vegas every week or, you know, whatever it may be. Like, what is like your goal? What's like, I guess one thing you could say, if I did that, I can say I made it. Like, I, I think my main goal of anything, just like for um, like music. So like, like I said, when I first moved, when I was, before I moved out to LA, my main goal was like, all right, I'm going to be the best producer. Yep. But producing music didn't help me pay the bills. So I learned very quickly DJing, you know, like work DJing at that restaurant. I was, I was making like maybe two to 300 a week just from that restaurant. Mm-hmm. Right. So bam, I'm, I do two, two weeks of that. And I, you know, I'll, that's my my rent for the month. I'm I'm straight. So I think my main thing with DJing and music in general is just being able to make a living. That's it, man. Just to yeah. say I'm doing what I love to do as a job is it's crazy to me. Right? It's it, it it doesn't it doesn't sound too crazy, but like when you're actually living, you're like, dude, I got paid such and such from Twitch today. Like I got my rent covered. That's insane. Yep. That's Once you get insane. those biddies, right? Once you get right. those biddies. <laughs> the, the biddies, the subs, like, that shit's insane. And um, I just, now, like, now with my, my how I live, right, that's good. But now I want to be able to start making more, more money and then also find different lanes. Um, you know, then that's where, like, you know, right now I'm, you know, I'm getting into the podcasting, producing, and all that stuff. So there's different lanes I want to, you know, tap in with, so that way I could still make more money and, you know, just just live out here. You know what I mean? Just you know, find my way around and just kind of do what I love to do. So what do you see yourself like in the future doing? I know you just had just gone to New York, 
that lo- mm-hmm. sounded like it looked like from all your stories and stuff, a great experience, not only yeah. just to be out there just to experience it, but for professionally as well. So what do you see yeah. yourself? Are there any plans down the road to, you're probably going to stay in LA, but to do, you know, other things, travel elsewhere, you know? Yeah, man. Um, I think like later down, I mean, honestly, to be real, like I want to say in the near future for things, um, there's mu there's new music, my sis Twee got. I'm telling you guys, it's gonna go crazy. And if it if the pandemic didn't happen already, we we'll, we'll be torn right now. I can tell you that. Wow. But because the pandemic happened, we were able to work on a new project. So now we're kind of building momentum to that. So I will say for like the new fe- near future things, you know, going on tour, you know, traveling the country, traveling the world off of music and DJing in front of different crowds, you know, um, you know, I would say that for, for the near future things as a DJ, um, outside of that, um, now that I'm working with like bootleg Kev, shout out to bootleg Kev and shout out to the bootleg Kev podcast. Uh, I'm like training to be the producer of that podcast now. So learning all I can from that aspect of things behind the camera, um, you know, audio, all that stuff. Um, I'm just trying to have my hand in a whole bunch of different lanes and just kind of like see what happens, you know, um, like I feel like that's how like everything has been for me. It's been super random, but like when my name is called, I show up and I show out. Right. And I, I feel like that's, you know, I, that's how I live, you know, just kind of show up and show out every time, you know, Um yeah, the show to play, and you know, hit the ball. <laughs> Hell yeah! It, it cooks, and how? And I, I actually want you to go out, go ahead, and uh, kind of plug your your artist out there. You know, you guys kind of got your you your business going out there. The whole reason, one of the reasons why you moved out there, um, you yeah. mentioned is we and uh, you're a boy out there. After I, I'm, I was, what did you what did you say his name was? Uh, so so all right so. When I tell, first, us, uh, yeah, tell us the whole story. Go ahead and plug her. I've heard her. She's got a beautiful voice. Shout out yeah. Twee. You guys check her out. TweeMusic.com, man. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Tell, tell us more about that situation. She, she's amazing, bro. And it's crazy because like me and her, we went to elementary school together at Graham, at Graham School. So like this kind of like we were we were cool, but we just never weren't hella cool. Um, so when I started making beats um, in high school, you know, making a name for myself, um, there was, you know, a, a, a freshman at the school and his name was, uh, Charlie CR crucial. And, uh, there it is. CR I, crucial. I, I, I just, I kind of like, I, I fucked with his sound. And then, um, I remember one time I saw him at, uh, at the gym and, uh, I was like, yo, and he knows who I am and, and I know who he is. And he, I think he just dropped like a new music video at the time. I was like, yo, I have a beat for you. And then from that, from that beat, we literally just started linking up every day. We ended up making a song. Our first song to, together was called "Like a Ho." <laughs> <laughs> That's that was the first song. That was the first song, but it was a slapper, and everyone loved it. Like you would hear it at all the functions, and um, we just knew we were onto something that was like major for us. So me and him, we're getting these reps in. Uh, making music, being in the studio, and really just really pushing that hard line. At the same time, um, 
he's actually, you know, uh, he's he ends up dating Tweet. And we ended up getting Tweet in the studio. And we're like, dude, she's fire. <laughs> like, what the hell? And her first actual song, like, front to finish, that we that we did, ends up getting on the radio at 106 yeah, KML. Oh, sick. It got, I, yeah. I played on 106 KML. Uh, we did the, um, I think on like every Friday or Saturday, they do like a thing where like upcoming artists, they do like a competition. And I remember when they played it, Big Vaughn was like, yo, let me play this back. And that's Big Vaughn. You know what I mean? That's a big, that's a huge staple, you know, in, in the DJ game, in the music game. And he brought it back and we're like, yo, this is insane. From there, it got played on 105.7, another Bay Area radio station at that time. And we're like, yo, we're onto something. And so from there, fast forward, we're we're all working on music now. And we noticed the music just keeps getting better and better. And then that's why it became a like a realistic thing where like if we moved to LA, like this is probably gonna be the best thing for her music, for my music, for his music. And then so that's how it all became came a thing, um, which we we ended up meeting um, my other homie Louis Franco out here in LA and um we just all we all clicked we all clicked so then from there we actually we all live together now it's kind of crazy so we all live together and we just all make music now and uh Louis shout out to my boy it's Louis Franco um you can follow him on uh, IG and Twitter and, and Twitch as well um me and him last year we worked on the whole like a seven song EP and we just kind of went for like a whole different sound. Like it was like reggaeton, but it was like alternative and hip hop at the same time. We're using all these crazy samples. Like we used a Britney Spears sample, a Spice Spice Girl sample, <laughs> using Banda samples. No and we're Banda, yeah. You know what I mean? We're flipping them into a whole new song. We're like, what the fuck is going on with this? So then, that was just an extremely fun thing to do. Um, Twee's music, like like I said, um, her new album is gonna come out soon, and you know we're just planning all those new, you know those steps, and like she's getting booked for virtual shows. So like during the whole pandemic, we're doing like a virtual shows through Zoom, and we're, you know she's building momentum for her brand and stuff too. So it's a beautiful thing. It's a it's a real beautiful thing, man. Man. I- that kind of reminds me of like the show Silicon Valley where they all live together and they're like coding and, and doing all this stuff. Like you yes. guys are the same thing, like one big happy family just yes. trying to like yes. you know, propel each other's career like into like to the moon, you know? No, exactly. That's cool. That's, and I love the Silicon Valley. I, I hate that it's, it's I think it's done, right? Like they're officially done. I, I wish they came out with another season, but are, yeah. Are, are you currently producing her tracks and her music for her? Or are you mixing it up or um so at the current moment, Co- co-writing. Not- <laughs> What's Coots doing? <laughs> so, so, so. At first, um, we, I, I have a couple songs I produce for her. So, um, and that's all on uh, on Apple Music, Spotify, on that. So, I've done a couple songs for her. So, during this whole time, because I'm getting all these DJ gigs and all that stuff, I simply didn't have enough time to really produce a lot of stuff. Um, and then the computer that I actually have all my beat stuff, uh, my old, my old super old MacBook, and it, it ended up taking a shit on me, oh. and I deleted it, it, it. Everything got deleted. So 
right now I'm in the process of getting all my sounds and everything back. And that's why I have this new laptop. I was telling you guys earlier with the razor, um, cause it's such a powerful machine. So now I feel like, I feel like I, I established myself as a DJ. Now I need to get back into that producer bag and, you know, just really, you know, see what I can do as a producer. Cause that was my first love. And that's where I first started, you know, as a kid making beats, you know? So, um, who were some yeah, producers you looked up to, bro? Um, man. So to be real, cause I'm old school too. I remember a, a couple also. Yeah, no, um, I mean, like, Premiere, like, I, I like, I love that old East Coast sound, like, with, like, with, like, yeah. uh, RZA, um, you know, with Wu-Tang, Premiere, um, you know, all, all that stuff, but I feel like in my generation, it was a, the fact that, like, we, 3-6 Mafia. 3-6. There they yeah. go. When I heard, when I, when, if you go back and listen to some of 3-6 Mafia beats, and I'm just like, yo, this is sounds so crazy. You know, Juicy J and DJ Paul, like that sound, I loved that sound. And then I loved uh DJ Battlecat, you know, West Coast legend, you know, those old school, you know, G Funk anthems, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So like a mixture of that was like my sound of DJing. I mean sound as a producer. So like those were like those sounds I, I love. So yeah, as 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 a producer growing up, uh, DJ Battlecat, Juicy J, um, of course Dr. Dre, Scott Storch, Scott um, Storch, yeah. Um, I, I loved. I, I also, I loved uh, like anything Beastie Boys. Kanye West, man. Kanye. People, for, people forget about his earlier stuff, the early and mid two thousands type. I mean, that guy yeah. was awesome. Oh, and, and uh, of course, um, I mean, even more of a producer, but like Prince. Oh, like, yeah. like, I used to love Prince's music, but then I remember when I found out that Prince actually played every single instrument on his albums and recorded them, like, that blew my mind. And and I, I don't know. I don't know if you caught 60 Minutes last weekend on Channel 5 every Sunday. There was actually a segment on Prince, bro. It really? was great. Talking about the vault and about how he's about to come out with another record because there were so many songs that he just recorded that they have like in the vault and that he just thought was crap. They never, he never, he, dude, this guy, like you said, this guy was really a musical genius. And it's actually oh. funny. Because there was actually a friend of the show that we interviewed one time, guy Seth Everett, on this show that actually I don't know what was he doing. If you guys uh, remember, he, with a podcast, yeah, or, he was doing he was something like, podcast or whatever. And then, he, but then he also got hired to like work for Prince or something like that. I forgot. Like he somehow met Prince, and I thought it was pretty. Yeah, I like, forgot what it was. Talked to Prince a couple times, yeah. and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like our little podcast has gotten to interview a guy, you know, that that's like worked with Prince closely and whatnot so that was pretty cool so that you bring him up prince is a legend man he really really is and and, and it's people ask me too uh what's your like most favorite um concert and i tell him prince and they be like what i'm like yep you i win. saw him twice nice. wow. I, I saw him he came so he did a tour it was like the 25 dollars 25 state uh 25 dollars 25 dates or something like that it was super cheap and he performed at the uh, at the SAP Center 
in San Jose. For 25 bucks? For 25 bucks. Oh, damn. My aunt got tickets. That's, That's robbery. Right That's parking. There, my, aunt got, <laughs> my aunt got tickets, right? And then for some reason, they upgraded our seats. So I'm like, we're like up there in the front That's row. Cool. And I'm just like taking it all in. I'm just like, yo, this is fucking insane. Like, I've never, I, I remember specifically, like, he's playing the piano. He hops on top of his piano in hills. And then a guy off the off the stage throws him a guitar. What? He catches the guitar and he just rips it straight solo. Dope. And I'm just like, who is this god right here? You know what I mean? And then the next day, I, I guess Prince loved the energy so much he ended up adding a surprise show in Oakland at the Oracle. My aunt ended up getting tickets. Damn. We go see Prince again. He does a completely different set list. That's crazy. Front to back. And then he finishes the show standing ovation for like 20 minutes. The lights turn on at the Oracle and people are like, oh, yeah, no encore or nothing. Damn it. People start walking out. Then all of a sudden you hear the crowd go crazy. This dude comes back out <laughs> for another hour. Oh. What? <laughs> for another hour. He's doing covers. He's doing his other songs that he didn't perform. That he, you know, that, yeah, it was, that was insane Damn. to me. And I, I'm so blessed. And shout out to my aunt for taking me to, to see him. And it was just, it was a blessing. That shit was that, remind, that, and, that reminds me of a Green Day I saw years ago, and like Franz Ferdinand, if you remember, like the old, they had like a one hit wonder, yeah, take like take yeah, me out or yeah, whatever, take me yeah. home. And so they played for like a half an hour, and I'm like, damn, dude, how long is Green Day gonna play? Like only like an hour and a half. They ended up playing for like two, two and a half hours. Then they come back for a 45 minute encore. They played like every single song that you thought they would, and then like 15 more songs that you didn't think that they would play. It was just insane. Like those, like those yeah, guys who can like crazy, last that long, day in and day out, because you know they're doing the same damn thing the next night or two nights later. Oh yeah, no, for sure. And 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 also, what's pretty dope about Green Day, what people don't know, is back in the day, um, and, and probably might around be the same time when you saw saw them, there was another opening band, um, and they will wear masks and stuff. That was actually Green Day. They will open up for themselves as a different punk yeah, rock band. Yeah, I forgot the name. And That's crazy. What? They will hop off stage, yeah. and then they'll come out as Green Day. You know Day, what? And they do all the Green Day Get their warm-up yeah, in. They, they, they used to play small clubs, and, and they would go, oh, who's playing yeah, tonight? They'll, they'll, oh, they'll such and such and such and such. I'm like, who the hell is that? And it was freaking Green Day. They went by another name. Green Day, yeah. yeah they, they'll, they'll play at the Gilman. Um, they'll play every, anywhere in the Bay Area. They, they, they show major love, and I, that's... I remember, you know, just seeing that, and I'm just like, yo, that's so fire. That's so fire to me. Yeah. It's, it's been awesome, man, hour so far, talking to all this DJ Cook Beats, getting to know really your story into what you do and where you're at right now. Yes, but we sir. are the Comic Bookies podcast that do collide the world of sports yeah. and comics, and we let you a Bay kid. You got the A's hat on. Obviously, you're an A's fan. I'm sure you're a Raider fan as well. No, dude. What's a sports story, man? You know, who do you like right now? Who's the sports team you support? What sports did you play growing up? Um, so I played um, – I've always played baseball. That was my main sport. Um, 
like I, I didn't play T ball, but I played farm, so it was like the next level up. But I've always played baseball. Um, and then I didn't get into really f- playing football until I started playing. Uh, start, I, I didn't get into football until I started playing in high school, which was like my freshman year. So, um, and then that's around the time where the whole Mike Vick era was around in the Falcons. So that's how I became a Falcons fan. You know, oh, like, so, it was, so it was Michael Vick and not like the Dirty Bird. Yeah, I, I grew up, of course. You, yeah, right, it's it's Jamal Anderson. Anderson. Anderson you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I got the Mike Vick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there you go. Man, well, you know what saying? Ooh, Ooh, there you go. There it is. You know what I'm saying? We got, yeah, we got, look at this. Jamal, Jamal Anderson in the back, speaking of <laughs> there Dirty you go. Bird. And you got the straight, uh, straight black Atlanta jersey or the fresh white? The old I, school? I, so I have I have a Mike Vick uh, Atlanta I mean uh, uh, the way Mike Vick jersey stitched with like the old Reebok logo okay, right there. Nice. And I actually got it signed by Mike Vick. So that's that's at the house framed. That's that's a, that's still in Newark. I'm like I'm keeping that here. Yeah, I know, right? Safe. Nice. I'm keeping that safe, right? That because that was my idol growing up. You know what I mean? But um, but my first love is baseball, man. Um. I was a huge baseball fan and, you know, seeing the A's and we went on that, what was it, 20-game 20, 20 win streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, watching Moneyball was very was very huge to me because, like, that was my childhood. We used to go to the A's game. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, it was one of the cheapest things to do. Yep. Go to an A's yep. game and just seeing, seeing, like, my childhood on a movie, you know, because – I was at game two and I was at game twenty when we had the twenty game. Nice. Win I think I was at. You were I was at like seventeen or eighteen. It was like before that weekend, so I think it was like a, the Thursday or Friday night against the um, against the Tigers before they did the two back to back walk offs. Like Miguel Tejada had those two back to backs. I think I went to the Friday night. And right. I think they twenty was on like a Monday or Tuesday against Kansas City. Yep. When they almost yep. freaking blew it. And then like, and and, and for for the you know back to the A stuff like. Like like I said, we used to go there so much that we had it down to a science. And me and my little cousins, we would get there for batting practice. We'll go to the front. We'll be right there. So like, I have a Miguel Tejada. I have a Jason Giambi, um, Mark Ellis, um, Barry Zito, Tim Hudson, um, Mark Kotze, which Mark Kotze is third the base third coach, base yeah. coach now. So that's so dope. I mean, I love Ron Washington. That's like. That's my guy, but I love Marcotte. Marcotte was one of my favorite like center fielders that we ever had to play for the I actually A's. Have a, I actually have um, a funny story about Marcotte, my, my, the most iconic Marcotte story. So my dad used to have – his company used to have these the field box seats, the one like row one on the third baseline. So yeah. you, you can literally yep. reach over there and touch the grass. Of course, get kicked out Fire. if you do that. But we went one mm-hmm. day, and it was – oh, my God. I'm blanking on the name. Sean, who was the guy who threw the one-hitter against the A's? He was on the Angels – he looked like, uh, what was his name? Like 10 years ago. Anyway, so Mark Kotze led off the game with a single, and then he retired 27 straight hitters after that, threw a one-hitter against the A's. I was like, oh, nice game to come to. You know, that was my classic story, but at least Mark Kotze was the one who did it. Mark Kotze. I, I, I remember one time I went to a game, and uh, Mark Kotze was in the bullpen, just oh, messing yeah. around before a game. And, and like, I remember we were – we were talking to him, right? Like, he's just, you know, we're just little kids, and we're like, yo, 
didn't he put you in the game, right? He's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But, and, like, I didn't know, like, at that time, like, he was actually a decent college pitcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was he was pretty just decent. Just like Tim Hudson so, was, like, a bomb hitter at Georgia. He's a bomber. Right. right. And, hey, and, and that's what I, I used to love when Tim Hudson was like, man, let me, mm-hmm. put me in. He used, every now and then, he would put the batting gloves on. He's like, I'm ready to hit. Like, and Art Howe would go ahead and throw him in. Whatever. Art Howe, my favorite you know A's coach ever. I'm, I'm, I'm like telling you, bro, like, the, the A's, like, this A's shit, it, it runs deep in my, my blood. And it, with my family, too, it really hits a part, you know, um, of my heart. So, when the A's win a World Series, I'm going to probably cry like mm-hmm. a baby because, like, I haven't seen one yet. Yeah, I you know. know. I mean, the last one was '69, so I was born in '91. So I've been waiting. I've been waiting years, yeah. man. So the pitcher for uh, the pitcher that night was John Lackey. John, John Lackey. I told. I, I can't believe I, I forgot because he recently dude. just like retired, probably you know five, six, seven years ago. So yeah, it was John Lackey who the yes. damn one hitter against us. John, he ended up. Didn't he play for the A's too? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Maybe at the end of his career sure. year, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Dude. I got, I got to admit, Derek, I am a Giants fan, so I have been spoiled the past 10 years getting, you know, right. the three and six years. But, you know, it's funny. Mike knows I grew up going to A's games. Uh, I actually support the A's up until the playoffs because I, I, can't, I can't see y'all win that much. Come on now. But I respect I, I, it. I used to go to the San Jose Giants games, man. Those were so much mm-hmm. fun. fun. bro. And, and then I, I remember one time I went – and this was insane. This is such a dope story. So my dad used to get the, you know, the tickets for stupid cheap, right? They'd be so cheap. And one game, Omar Vizcal is there playing short. JT Snow's at first. Um, who was at second? Oh my god! It was, I don't think it was, no. It wasn't Ray Durham. It was someone else. Ray Durham, but, man. Right, but but like just seeing Omar Vizcal and JT Snow on the field at a minor league game, that was. I, I love baseball, so like I can appreciate mm-hmm. stuff like that. That was that was very huge for me. So, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I went to a Giants game. I, I think I went to it was when you guys uh, the first time you guys went to the like before you guys went to a World Series. I think it was against the the St. Louis Cardinals mm-hmm. and what's his name, Cody Ross. Cody Ross. He hit like a walk off. Pop up to left field. I was there at that game, or so I think it, I remember it was just like you guys were labeled as the misfits that year, and I just I was like, yo, this that team really did it, and you guys won the fucking championship. Yeah, that was, was the season I think that we faced Philadelphia in the playoffs, and Ross hit like two bombs off Roy Halladay. Oh, it was Philly, like right, and it must have been Philly. I know, yeah. I remember it was red. It was they were red. It must have been Philly then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember that. I remember it clear as day. I got those tickets for free, nice. and I was like, "Fuck it, free tickets, man!" I think Come I got on. that. Like, A's ain't playing, so hey, hey. And then I went there with my A shit, though, yeah, too. Yeah. I was just like, "Oh, I wouldn't expect nothing less, man." <laughs> um, I shoot. I have to go to San Francisco once a year because my wife's a Giants fan, so I have to take her. You know, obviously this is pre-pandemic. I had to take her out to one game a year. You know, we make a day out of it. Go to like a Friday night yeah. or Saturday night game. Go do something in the city. Have some dinner, and then and then go to the game. So yeah. you know, it's nice to do that you know like once a year because let's be honest like before the a's get that park the the oracle park whatever they call it now that's it's top one top two stadiums in the league i can't wait i I can't wait until they get that new ballpark and and i and that's the thing too i never will turn down a game at san francisco because that ballpark is so beautiful man 
I really, I really, you know, we go we, when we go. Of course, we always go in the Battle of the Bay. We make a whole day of it too. Me and my guys, and we we get to hop on. We don't even take Bart. We we hop on Caltrain. We will hop. We go to Redwood City. Take the nice. train. Drink on the train because you could. Course, you know what I mean? Course. Just just because you could. You know, and it will take you right to the stadium, and then. You know, we we always get the crab sandwiches. Yeah. You know, we always you yeah, know Centerfield, sure. man. Yeah, right, $16. right. So like, yeah, yeah. Must must love, must love to the Bay Area sports scene as you know, in, in all. You know, yeah, what so mean? what if? No, yeah, so no, what have you have you been watching any games so far this season? I know, I know the season is young. They're actually back to a 162 games. You know, some limited fans are allowed. Unless you're in Texas, you can go anywhere maskless. So yeah. So how do you? Uh, right. So what are you liking so uh, far this season? I, I honestly. Man, honestly, to be real, I've been kind of pretty busy. I do like I'll pop up, I'll see whatever the highlights or whatever you know what's going on. I, I kind of have an idea what's going on, but um, but I haven't really been able to sit down and really just like, all right, I'm gonna just watch this game. The last time I really did that was when we, for the playoffs last mm-hmm. year, and freaking you know, and that was pretty dope because it happened midday. But the only thing was we had to play right here at the Dodger Stadium, which is a whole different. It was you know just a wacky mean? year. Like, yeah, man. So like that was honestly the last time I actually got to watch some some baseball. Sit down and actually yeah. watch a baseball game. But um, I can't wait to go back to. I want to be in the treehouse. I want to go back to the treehouse yeah. and you know turn up over there and just. I'm hoping one day I could DJ at the treehouse. That's That'd my be goal. Sick. If I could DJ. If I could DJ at the treehouse, I'm like, I'm good. Hell yeah, dude. You can't, you, no one can tell me nothing, man. You know I'm what you good. should check out? Like, I think it's the Reno Aces, the AAA team in, in Reno. They have, like, the like the okay. ballpark is is done. And I think, Sean, I think you were with me when we went to Reno on for yeah. like, a guy's trip or whatever. And then if you go somewhere in the stadium, there's an after-hours bar. There's, like, a bar. You know, it's Reno, so there's all kinds of stuff. So they have a DJ oh, or a band or whatever, place. so the stadium's closed. The game is over, but there's 100, 150 people in that bar still. The stadium's still open oh, technically. Vibe, yeah, dude, dude, it was pretty cool to go there. Oh, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm, I'm for sure. Uh, when I go to Reno, I go to the GSR over there. So it's, I, I already know. The Reno's a nice, vibe. Nice, nice, <laughs> Um, Shoot, man. So yeah. football. So let's let's kind of get into some football. So your Falcons, football. Football. they pick number four. I've been hearing everything under the sun to, to if they don't pick the tight end uh, – then they're gonna that they, they should trade. Are they gonna, gonna go like gonna five trade. straight quarterbacks? Do they believe in Matt Ryan to 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 have a few is he so, two, so, a couple more years or not? So this is this is my thing. For the if you know me and we we talk sports, I've been saying this for the past three or four years. The Falcons need a draft a quarterback, right? And the main reason why I've always said that is because our backup was Matt Schaub. <laughs> Matt Schaub just retired this year. There's no way in hell Matt Schaub should be a backup quarterback anywhere. <laughs> like, like, just be like Matt Schaub. He was he was fired when he had his time, but he is no, he is not. He's not a Tom Brady. He's not. You know, he's not one of the goats. Um, this is probably the first year where I'm just like. Now we either need to go get Pitts mm-hmm. tight end, Florida, yeah, or we we trade and we get we fucking build that defense back up. Um, and then also too, I want Najee, man. Right, I, that boy can play, and y'all can use a running back, I, man. Because look, 
Matt Ryan delivers the most when he has one, like, has a, a dope receiving core, right? Uh, one of, like, his best seasons is when he had, like, Tony Gonzalez and and uh, Julio and Roddy. You know what I mean? And then, and then going – and then for the Super Bowl, we went, you know, I don't even oh, want to talk about, yeah. about all that. But I would just say that team as, like, as a whole, we had Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman – um, a, a young Austin Hooper, um, Julio, um, you know what I mean? We're, we're, we had a crazy team, and our defense was super young. It was very young, and it was energetic. So um, I feel like Matt Ryan needs needs a running game. That's why I'm like, man, let's go get Najee, you know, if we're going to trade down and not get Pitts. I'm not mad at getting Pitts. Pitts is like that Shannon Sharp type of, you know, caliber type of player, man. He's like, he could be a receiver. If he wanted to, he could be a wide receiver, you know? But, uh, like, what, what did he clock out? Like a 4-4? Four, 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 yeah, he's four, a freak athlete. 4 for a 250. I mean, like, yeah, boys. Hey, hey I, all I can say is Julio, Ridley, Pitts, that's insane. Yeah, you just have like you need that defense to stop somebody. You're gonna have to score forty two, four, you know, forty eight points a game is gonna win. Right. right. So yeah, that's my thing too. If we end up trading down, which I'm not mad at it either, but we, we we're gonna need to build up that defense. Get well, how many picks we need to get? We need to get a good amount of picks this season. That way we could help out and also build up that O line again, man. That O-line did not line. help out Matt Ryan at all last year. He was one of the most sacked quarterbacks. I know I had him in fantasy, and that O-line yeah, killed man. him. I mean, I like where your head's at. That's how I know you know football. O-line's going to yeah. help Matt keep him, you know, from being yeah. a vegetarian, getting sacks. But Najee's going to help a lot, too, because you guys could definitely you, use a you, good you, running you, game. You're going to, like, what? You're not going to be able to put six in the box the whole time if you have Najee. You know what I mean? Because then we're going to have Najee, and then we're going to have Julio. You know what I mean? Like, like that's crazy. Yeah, you know? Calvin Ridley. I mean, Calvin y'all Ridley. got some players right there, man. Yeah, so I, I feel like we're we're one big player away from having a pretty decent team, and 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 I say I'm okay with not drafting the quarterback this year, just for the fact that like if we were to help out Matt Ryan a lot more last year, and and if we get some help in him for him, I think Matt Ryan he's going to be a pretty decent quarterback. I think we have about like two or three solid years on Matt, Matty mm-hmm. Ice. You know what you get with him. No, nah, no doubt about it. He's he's a good yeah. one. I mean, shoot, look at Tom Brady, man. He's forty five, right? It feel like it. I mean, <laughs> forty five. Yeah, I mean, old? they have to do yeah. something in the next couple years, just because we don't know when that guy's going to retire. He's got the fountain of youth. Yeah. You know what? So, like at best right now, like no offense, you guys are probably the third best team in that division. Even without Drew Brees, yeah. the Saints are probably still overall a better team than the Falcons. But right. they can sure as hell no, they no, can sure as hell make I'll somewhat of a push good. if they can get some sneaky wins in this season. If they have pits, or if they can get some, you know, some beef up the defense or whatever. And especially with yeah. the expanded uh, playoffs, I can see the Falcons. You know, what were they four and twelve last year? Yeah, yeah, they're all I mean, horrible, I mean, depending on the opponents that they have this year, I didn't look at the schedule yet. But man, yeah, if yeah. they make some moves, if they can have, if they get lucky and the Saints kind of slip up as as a team without Drew Brees, man, you know, mm-hmm. with the expanded playoff, like I just said, yeah. you guys are, you know, could be a playoff team this year. Maybe it, it might take yeah, a few years, sure. but yeah, yeah. And 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 with that being said, too, I also I got love for the Raiders too, man. Like 
growing, of course, growing up in the Bay, we used to, you know, go to Raider games and, and like, you know, I, I grew up, you know, with the Rich Cannon, the Tyrone Wheatley, you know, Charles Woodson. Um, <laughs> Wheatley, 47. Wheatley, Wheatley was one of my go. favorite players. Zach Crockett. Zach Crockett, <laughs> you know what I mean? Jerry Porter, you know. Damn. Like, like I said, when I, when I started getting into football, and just the same way how I am with baseball, like once I start getting into it, I get into it. And I really just soak up, soak it all up and, you know, pay attention to everything. So uh, I got mad love for the for the Raiders and I hope they have a good season, too, man, because like I, I think I think the the league is better when the Raiders are a pretty good. Yeah. team. You know, what I mean, you're not the only person who says that for sure. Um, My actually yeah. Mike's not going to deny no. that. My favorite quote from Zach Crockett, <laughs> Sean knows. He he he, he, it, he said it after a game one time. He goes, "If you need three yards, I'll get you three yards. If you need four yards, I'll get you three yards." <laughs> like like he yeah. knew his role. I love Zach <laughs> Crockett, Zach. dude. Loved it. That was oh, man. Yeah, so yeah, man. the draft. Uh, shoot, we, we have yeah. to talk about the actual draft. Like in a couple weeks. Shoot, when we record, I think oh, I on know. the twenty whatever, it's gonna be the, literally the day before the draft. It's it's like the, is the NFL is twenty four seven three six five. Something every week comes out, whether it's free agency or this whole Deshaun right. Watson. Like Deshaun Watson has been keeping the NFL relevant and lightweight, more popular than maybe the NHL and the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like those two sports yeah. specifically, in the last couple of years don't get really really popular, and the ratings don't really kind of shoot up until the playoffs start. So yeah, man, the NFL just doesn't stop with the sure. news and drama. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent, hundred percent, man. Well, yeah. I mean, the other side of the comic book is, as we've you know said a couple of times, is a sports, but we also have the comics. What's your history with comics, bro? Have you so, collected comics ever in your life? Are you a comic book reader? So I, I did as a kid, man. I, I like, and and it was actually that's fun. It's funny because like I've always had a love for comics. Um, just as a kid growing up, I remember in elementary school we used to collect them. And um, I feel like at a certain point too, just like like with like Pokemon, I probably was like, all right, I'm, I don't I don't need these anymore. I I remember selling a lot of my comics, man. I had a whole bunch of Spawn comic books, like uh, I had uh, like Carnage, uh, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a lot of those ones. But the last time I went back home, I found this like old bin and. Uh, I have a whole bunch of Punisher comic books. Nice, and they're like there's and they're in really good condition, man. And I, I I don't know. I used to love the Punisher, and then um, in high school, when I broke my leg, so I um so I broke my leg in football my senior year, and um, I ended up getting like six surgeries in one year on my leg. Damn, it was like. It was a bad. It was a bad injury. It was a very bad injury. So I'm in and out of the hospital. You know, I'm sometimes I'm in the hospital for like over a week. And uh, my doctor, I'll never forget him, Doctor Bowie. He says like, you know what? Here, and this was like one of the first comics like I he I read haven't you know I read yes, in years was Watchmen. like the Watchmen. Loved it. Love it. You know, like. You know, this, this kept me busy for a while. You see how thick this is right here, mm-hmm. bro. And like, just the fact that like, it's not like it's not really like a kitty. This is not like, you know, there's a there's a lot of like you know gory stuff in here too. And it's like it was so dope. I remember just uh, 
Yeah, the Watchmen, like, you know, it passed through time really quick. You got the Watchmen. Hell yeah. yeah. And, then, and especially if you watch, okay. like, the director's cut, like, Zack Snyder's director's cut of the movie. Dude, it's it's just like yeah. the Justice League movie. It's, like, so much better, I think, than the Watchmen, like, the OG. And it really, like, it's, yes. like, if you read the comic and then watch the movie, man, he tried his damnedest to, like, really mirror the movie to the comic book. It was one of the best jobs of doing that specifically I've ever seen in a movie. Right. And then, then also, too, with my doctor, and so, like, I remember he checked up on me on this, and he's like, did you finish it? I'm like, hell yeah, that was good. So then after that, of course, yeah, we went to the classic uh, Batman. Yes, Frank nice. Miller's Batman. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. So this the you're classic, making Mike happy dude. right now, Derek. Making him real happy. This is the classic, bro. Like this was pretty fucking dope. And uh, and then I ended up getting one of these. The whole oh cool nice. nice. There it is awesome. And this is this was yeah this is pretty dope. Like what is it? Hypnotic and what? This <laughs> no. is uh, oh, incredible. Hulk. Incredible. Hulk. <laughs> What is oh, it? Man. Hypnotic and Hennessy, yeah. baby? Uh, uh, oh. Hypnotic and Hennessy. Well, my first blackout is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm angry. What did that messy more? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. That's hella funny. So like, so, like, these right here, these were given to me as a gift from my doctor. And uh, I've, I will always hold these on, you know, cherish these because these were, these were like, a, like it was a very... It was it was a very crazy time in my life, you know, being being in and out of the hospital and those kind of kept me busy. So I've always had love for comics. So when the movie started coming out, I'm not I'm not even a big time reader. So like that already game changer. Explain it, Cooks. Come on, the movies so are not, a game changer. Explain I'm it. Not, I'm not that big of a reader. So when the movies started coming out, I was. <laughs> right so it's like now i'm like right. i'm so into the marvel universe and and all this so i've been you know you know watching you know even all these new shows now too it's it's amazing bro it's it's amazing what's what has happened over the years with marvel in general just like it's, character. well disney baby disney bought uh, them out my, Disney my got that, Disney got that mouse money. We know. Hey, Mike, tell him about the mouse everything. money. Mike, oh, there it okay. Is. My, my favorite character, Deadpool, nice. man. Hey, that guy's good. Deadpool's like, yeah, he's just when they finally when they made him uh when they made him a movie, I was just like, let's go. Like I remember uh, when they had Deadpool on the Spider Man cartoons back in the day, and like just how funny he was. Like that was such a dope, you know, it was it was fire. So. Um, yeah, Deadpool is my for sure my favorite Marvel, um, yeah, character for sure. Hell yeah! I mean, it's it's just crazy what they've been able to do with all like the CGI and just the, just the technology. Like we wouldn't see any of this. We like we wouldn't see such a dope version of the Hulk or Iron Man or shoot even like even right. like what they just did to Cyborg. Like, come on! You can, can you imagine yes. seeing Cyborg looking that realistic like twenty years ago? Hell no! So finally, when like James right. Cameron had the idea of Avatar in his head before he even made Titanic in the mid in the mid nineties, and finally he was like, "I just have to." The technology's got to catch up. So finally, he gets the technology, he makes a dope ass movie that I think finally was dethroned, like all time money making, because because they re released um, Endgame like overseas, like in China mm-hmm. or Japan or whatever. And so it made even more money. I think it finally got dethroned. But man, some of these movies, it's just it's just incredible. Yes, they throw a, hundreds oh, yeah. of millions of dollars at it, but they just make it all back and then some. 
Yeah, man. The budgets are crazy. And, like, I'm very, yo, I'm so excited for uh, the new uh, uh, Venom and Carnage. I love Carnage. Yeah, Carnage too. is dope. Carnage, Venom and Carnage. I used to have the old uh, Super Nintendo uh, Carnage video oh, game. Oh, damn. Oh man, you're going real throwback, bro. Yeah, and I used to love it because my favorite color was red off off top. So um I I loved it because like I remember seeing it first and like the actual game was red. I'm like, none of the games are red. So like that was like already just like, all right, this is fire. So now I used to play it and I was like, Oh, Carnage is it's I love Carnage. Carnage is fire. And Woody Harrelson's gonna be playing Carnage, yeah. right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah. what do you think? Um yeah. So, like about shows, like do you watch any like the Netflix shows, like the 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 Luke Cage or like the CW shows, like Flash and 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 Arrow and stuff, or do you watch some of these Disney Plus ones? Like, did you watch um, Wandavision or Falcon and Winter Soldier currently going on now? Like, do you watch any of that? Yeah, yeah. So um, for Netflix, I hella like Daredevil. Daredevil was probably the best one. One of my favorite shows, bro. Daredevil was fire. Um, Punisher, of course, like. The fact that they got uh, I don't know I forgot his name but the dude that plays Punisher um, you can't yeah. protect him Rick <laughs> the guy from Walking Dead yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly from Walking Dead um, the fact that they got him as to play Punisher was like uh, the I think that was the role mm-hmm. for him you know, best right? Punisher so, ever bro best, best Punisher, Punisher hands down yeah so I was I was I was really into that whole series um, I wasn't too much into the Luke Cage I I, I watched it it wasn't didn't really. You know, stick out to me that much, but um, and WandaVision, WandaVision took me a while. I watched the first episode, and then I was just what, like, "What, what the, the hell is this?" And then I, 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 and it was funny too because like I watched maybe like five or ten minutes of the second episode. I'm like, "Oh, dude, forget this. This is <laughs> like whack. everyone." But We're then the same way, bro. <laughs> so then after that, I just remember each week everyone just keeps talking about it, talking about it, and I'm just like, at this point. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let the season finish so I can just binge watch it. Binge watch it. And I went back. I started all over again. By the end of the second episode, you're hooked. Hell yeah. And the fact, like, how they filmed it, everything at WandaVision, it, it's, a, it's an amazing show. That was such a good show. Yeah. Um, the- and then right now with the Falcon, uh, when the soldier and Falcon, like, it seems like I'm watching a movie, like a legit movie, every week, mm-hmm. right? And it's the production is insane. Yeah. I mean, it's insane. I mean, so, I mean w- Wandavision. I kept saying it like week in and week out. I honestly think that I think that's like one of the top five MCU pieces of content. You know, like I love mm-hmm. like Thor Ragnarok and of course Infinity War and Endgame, Iron Man one. Um, you know, Civil War, Winter Soldier, some of those ones, right. like, like like all my fa- favorite ones. But man, WandaVision's right up there. You know, the under the underlying story of how she felt and what what just when when Vision was taken from her, she just created all of this, and then and then how they mm-hmm. put the pieces together. You're confused as hell through the first two and a half episodes, and then what's her name? She right. gets uh, Monica Rambo gets thrown out of it, and then it's like, and then episode three is is like boom. Everything just gets, you know, like, oh, that's oh, what happened. Oh, that's what happened when, like, the beekeeper, or it was really a guy in a hazmat suit. Oh, that's what mm-hmm. happened to their drone. It got turned into a little helicopter. Like, it was, it's crazy how they put it all right. together. I loved it. Right. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite uh, Marvel movies was uh, Doctor Strange. And I'm so excited. Great movie. For the, for the yeah. sequel. 
And so, right, the, the, I think the sequel is supposed to be like the first horror um, yeah. comic movie, yeah. right? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's like so, sometime oh. next year. And I love it because that show kind of ties into it. So you're going to see like, you know, yeah. does Wanda kind of create everything like this, you know? Everyone mm-hmm. has their theories so, of House know, of X, and that's how they bring in the. That's how they're going to bring in the X Men, you know. X-Men. So, yeah, that see, that's the thing with like what's happening right now. Um, just watch, just even watching it, you, right? You watch an episode and you hop on YouTube and you're like trying to find like the real <laughs> meaning. Yeah. of this, I, I'm telling you, bro, I'm I'm that guy who who watches the episode and then I go onto YouTube and I watch maybe two or three hours of just like, oh, that's. Oh, that's what it meant. Especially when <laughs> Star Wars, like when the oh. Star Wars, when Mandalorian, yeah. Mandalorian is fire, yeah. dude. One of the best, and, bro. And then when, because I also, you know, the Mandalorian made me start getting into like watching the, the Clone cartoon Wars, one. Uh, yes, the cartoon. And I'm just like, oh. And then now I think now they're gonna remake a new show, kind of like um, going back on the like those the first five of the okay. clones and that you know. So, yeah, just like you know, knowing that the the director from the Clone Wars is the same director of the Mandalorian, and you see some of the same stuff in both shows, I'm like, yo, like that's like it's I I could, I could keep going, man. Like that's the like that stuff. Did you? It's did, crazy. It's, did it's you fun. have a feeling about Luke at the end, or were you surprised? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I knew I, I knew it had to be Luke or 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 um. It, it, I for 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 sure. I knew it had to be Luke or like a Yoda or some shit. Something you know like what I mean? that. Like, yeah, because like because you see the, yeah because you, know you see the X wing. I'm like, wait a minute, and then you see the green yeah. light. I'm like, oh, but, it's, it's Luke. I'm like, holy crap! How, like how they did that? It's crazy. One of the yeah, craziest no, no, scenes. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I and like the thing is like you kind of know someone's gonna pull mm-hmm. up, but then when it happens, you're still. Like, I was. I remember. I'm like, yeah. But you watch all those episodes too, and then once also like you have a feeling, but then once you actually see Luke, you kind of forget like, oh yeah, it's like along this timeline, you know this this is right. not after Return of the Jedi, this is not after Episode right. Three, or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, it's like right smack dab in the middle of those two. It's right, crazy. Right middle, yep, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I love the Mandalorian. I love what the, uh, the whole Star Wars is doing. I love all these Marvel universe. Uh, Stuff and and I'm very excited of what DC is going to do did, now, man. Did you really start Titans excited. yet? I did. Dude. I finished it. Okay. Titans. Titans is I, I like it. Man. Jesus, I, dude, good. The ha- dude go. how was that first scene <laughs> with Robin when he's dragging that fool along the car window frame? Oh my, oh my god, oh, that was dude, no, when, dude. That was when um when Raven took the dude's internal organs <laughs> yeah. out and just left a pile of skin there. I was like, <laughs> I know. yo, this is fire. <laughs> I do wish in the second season and she did more shit like that. I wish she did I know. more stuff like that because that's what made me kind of like, yo, she's a demon. Like, she's a real yeah, she's demon. She's like the daughter right? of the so devil, like, like legit. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I, I wish they did a little bit more stuff. Uh, I feel like, but then at the same time, I feel like, all right, it's DC, right? You kind of like, I think we all kind of like, our DC, they they need they have a lot of they need a lot of things to you know you know to get to that level of yeah. Marvel, but I feel like Titans was is that stepping stone where like all right now they got you know I feel like the like the fighting scenes were mm-hmm. fire for yeah, Titans the choreography was dope fire so so yeah the choreography everything 
I feel like they started incorporating a lot more of that in these new movies coming out and all, you know, I feel like, and then with the whole Snyder cut coming out, I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. We got black, black Adam coming out um, yeah. soon. I mean, <sighs> year. I mean, so I, I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of Shazam, but you know, with you know, with all like the money that they're getting, I think DC man, I think they're kind of like tired of being the little yeah. brother. You know, I remember you know DC being you know like that that guy. You know, Batman was the yep. shit. I mean, if you so, like Titans, please go watch like the first. I think well, I think the second season was sh- shortened because of COVID, but uh, Doom Patrol is good. It's wacky as hell. It's like, what did mm-hmm. I just fucking watch? Like, it's crazy like that, but it's a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they had some like accounting issuing issues, and they didn't have as much money as they thought they did. But that one and only season of the Swamp Thing that's on HBO Max now. This is all from the DC Universe. Like everything that DC Universe, I feel, was pretty fire. You know. And then, and then the show yeah. that they they had to go on CW, but it was supposed to be on DC Universe is Star Girl. That's up there, I think, with the Flash. The, the first season was out, so um, okay. the CW shows are hit or miss. Like I really like Star Girl, um, the Flash, and of course Arrow. But now that's over. But everything besides that, like Legends of Tomorrow, is okay. Black Lightning's okay. Batwoman's like, eh, you know, but. But uh, like, it, it, isn't the Flash is supposed to be having his own movie coming out yeah, soon? It's it's going to be does. a different actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's the guy from Justice League. But yeah, he's coming out. I think um, next year. Did Did you watch yeah. just you watch Justice League, Cook? Yeah. So yeah, so hours. your your opinion? Obviously, we didn't get too much of a backstory on the Flash like we did on Cyborg. Yeah, I, in our opinion here at the Comic Bookies podcast, once again brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. We are joined by DJ Cook Beats. Cook Beats. You can find them on all platforms, social media. <laughs> Nonetheless, though, uh, the, I, the, I, we here we think the reason why is because we're gonna kind of get a little bit of a origin, even though Mike here doesn't want to <laughs> hear it, the aficionado, aficionado, he doesn't want to hear it, but but Sean, Barry Allen his, is his guy, this is why I love, so, this is why I still subscribe to Flash, and I still got him on our pull list, but yeah. I think that Flash, we're going to get a little bit of an origin story, because we didn't get it in Justice League in the four-hour right. spectacular, and we did get it from Cyborg, so I think they're holding it back, they're trying to big... Uh, built Flash into a little bit bigger character. Yeah. Um, what are your which, opinions on it, Cook? Which they should, because I feel like Flash is Flash is dope. I remember growing up, I used to love Flash, dude. Um, I feel like Flash's role in the Justice League was like his his role was just to be the comic relief type of thing. Um, of course, at, towards the end, right? You know, he played a huge role towards the end, but. Um, yeah, that's why I'm I'm actually pretty excited for his movie because we're gonna get the backstory and then see what he becomes. He might he might become like the Spider Man of the DC universe. Yeah. The you guy, know what I mean? Yeah, the like, guy who did it, uh, Andy Muschietti. He's doing the he's doing the movie. Whoa. Yeah. So is there gonna be some kind of a horror aspect to it? They're doing a specific story, Flashpoint. Yo, you know, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. So. Flashpoint, if you don't know the story, he like literally goes back in time uh, to save his mom, right? Because his mom was killed by Reverse Flash, and um, and so and then when he comes back to like what our present time is, 
he re- he wrote he rewrote everything. So his mom's alive, yeah. but now Themyscira with the Amazons are at war with uh, Atlantis, and like everything is effed up. Um, the night that the Waynes were killed, um, Martha Wayne and Bruce Wayne were killed. So the dad Thomas he becomes Batman, but he uses guns now, and he's like you know the sheriff in town. It's a crazy effed up story, and so I think we're gonna get that. I don't you know because but we're gonna get multiple flashes, you know. Yeah. And we're going to yeah. get multiple Batmans. Like Michael Keaton's even set to come to appear in that Flash movie as one of the Batmans, you know? So, Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Dude, and, and, I, I love how, like, now, I love how now, like, the companies are not afraid of going rated R. Yes. Hell yeah. Right. Well, Marvel. I, I feel well, like, Marvel, bro. Marvel. I, I, I feel like uh, that's where they messed up on uh, Venom. Right, like Venom was supposed to be a rated R film, Tom and, Hardy, like, and then Sony was not playing that. They made it a PG thirteen. Made Tom Hardy like redo a whole bunch of different lines yeah. to make it fit under PG thirteen. Now that like with the whole Carnage, because I'm like, all right, if you have Carnage coming out, it better be rated like, do R. They, do they not <laughs> see what happened to Deadpool? Like the love he gets from all Deadpool, those movies. Uh, it blew up. So uh, that and that's again, that's why I love Deadpool because Deadpool changed the game. He changed yeah. the game once again. He's always changing the game, whether if it was on Super Nintendo as a cartridge, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever, he's changing the game. Facts, so facts. um yeah, yeah, man. So like I, I I hope I hope they make more like rated R films and like and all that stuff. I know they're doing the DC Black label series. Mean for um, books, for movies. Oh, oh I mean, so currently uh, we have like a there's like a nah, 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 I know right. Like, are you nah, breaking nah, nah. news? Because like we have a DC Black Good, label so for like the last it. couple years yeah. to where we get kind of like there are some rated R ones. The uh, size of the book sometimes is a prestige one where it's a lot bigger. But so that's yeah. like our DC Black like label to where right. a little we, more like rated R. I, I, I remember I I was hearing because because that new Joker right yeah, there you go so like right the the new Joker movie I think that was considered as part of the Black okay. Label series so I think that's what they were like, they were meaning as the Black Label okay. stuff so hopefully we start getting more of those type of dark yeah, I mean there's also um, a John. Like I want, I, I want a, I want a Joker movie, but yeah. dark. I mean, there's a John Constantine you know, one, uh, cartoon movie, dark. John Constantine uh, cartoon movie that just was released, I think, late late last year, and it's rated R. So at least yeah, some see, of the cartoons. Yeah, and, so. and 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 the cartoons, the Batman cartoons, are actually pretty fucking yeah. dope. No, they're really good. They're, they're animated series for DC. It's killing it. It's killing the I game. Hardly it's killing the game for sure. I, I like every now and then I'll pop in one. I was, you know, I'll check it out, and it's it's fire. It's so dope. Yeah. So I I would say here, uh, Cook, you're you're more of a Marvel fan. Um, yeah. I would say, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I I I was almost picking this up today at Treasure Island Comics. Spider Man, Spider Shadow. Mike, did you see that on the shelf? Today? I did see it, sir. So. I almost picked it up. I did not because I decided to add two books to the pool. I actually ordered four more books, uh, number ones that are coming out through previews. Um, but uh, I highly suggest everybody to get some previews out there. By the 18th, you can order them and you can get them in when they come in, out in two to three months. But nonetheless, right, Cooks right here, I believe this is for you. It's a 
one uh, the number one came out today so if there's a comic book store down there in your la area within your radius i suggest you check it out because it's a four-part series you don't have to commit to it you know i know that newer readers as myself before i started this podcast i told myself how that mike there's no way in hell you think i'm gonna read eight seven comic books a week no <laughs> i can't do it right i'll stick the three four now i'm knee deep in the game <laughs> But nonetheless, when you got when you got a comic that's only four parts, it's a mini series. Mm-hmm. You can kind of get in and get out, which is something that I like to do now with the smaller publishers. If you listen to the podcast, you guys would know. But yeah. Spider Man, Spider Sh- uh, Shadows. It's actually uh, written by Chip Zardaski. Mike, I believe he's on Stillwater. If I'm not yes, mistaken. Sir. He's a uh, he's a uh, I've seen his name come up a couple mm-hmm. times. So he's a pretty well-known writer. But what if Peter Parker became Venom? This is from League of Comic Geeks dot com. I come here every week, guys, to figure out what I'm getting for the next week. But what if Peter Parker became there Venom? Peter Parker once put on an alien suit that nearly destroyed his life. But what if he'd never taken it off? Ignoring every warning, Spidey embraces the dark symbiote. Haunted by terrible nightmares and exhausted by the endless barrage of bad guys, Peter can't seem to catch a break these days. So when the Hobligan attacks, he finds a hero at the end of his rope and vulnerable to the new dark impulses. Spider-Man is about to change his rules, but is only truly Peter Parker, who is in charge, creates powerhouse or uh, who's created powerhouse Chip Zdarsky, blah, blah, blah. So I think this would be a perfect book for you because you just told me how much you're into Carnage, uh, Venom, Spider-Man. Yeah. It's a far, it's a four-part series coming out from Marvel, and you know, it, it's something that you can get into, read a, li- a little bit because we all love the movies here, man. The movies right. are easy to get into, but part of the comic booky podcast, we try to get people into the books a little bit more, read it a little bit more, you know, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I think that's something you might like. Good. Yeah, I, I just decided what to was it called it again? What was it called again? It's called uh, Spider-Man Spider's Shadow. Part one of four literally came out today on Wednesday, the 14th of April, 2021. And it's a four-part series, so it'll probably last until what? Dude, uh, hey, this cover looks fucking dope. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, bro. Bro, I'm trying to tell you, I know everybody is into the movies, and so am I. And that's why, to tell you the honest truth here, I kind of stress it to my co-hosts here and Sean and Mike that we need to get a little bit deeper into the entertainment movie side of it because, I mean, you kind of got to follow the money sometimes, you know, in a way. And and that's what people are listening to. But at the end of the day, like Mike says, when I – text them about think media and uh, some other stuff that i try to get us into you know we got to stay tried and true to what the podcast is and we try to do that but at the same time it's hard to find that balance how are we gonna push ourselves to kind of gain a little bit more audience in the entertainment and the in the in the movie and and streaming side of it but at the same time we want to keep the hundred out hundred thousand readers in america that are reading comic books these days i mean can the comic bookies podcast 
be influenced to try to push it to maybe 200,000, 300,000. I mean, we got 330, 350 million people in this country. And you're telling me not even half a million are reading comic books? I mean, graphic novels? I find that a little hard to believe. But, I mean, if those numbers are correct, I mean, we're here to try to push them up. So, I I mean, reading is good in all aspects, whether it's – I mean, say – before movies, we had this, right? Back in the 30s, back when you had the first action, you know, you can go back to probably even before action in the 20s and maybe even the early 1900s. We had motion picture graphic novels, but you, there weren't movies. You mm-hmm. would have to read books and you have to use your imagination, kind of like when I used to go to the A's games on BART by myself, mm-hmm. grab a bag of seeds, grab some beer, grab my free jersey, stand in line by myself. But you know what? I listened to, I listened to, um, to not Korak, I, uh, Mike, thank, tell, tell, who's the radio guy right now? For who? Uh, for for the A's, oh. not Ken Korak. Oh, the radio guy? Um, is it Korak? Yeah, Ken Korak. Yeah, Ken Korak. Yeah. I yeah, think Korak. it is Korak. Yeah, yeah, it is Korak. So yeah. I used to go to a bar all my, by myself, grab a bag of seeds, grab a beer, listen to Ken Korak. And you know what I had to do? I had to use my imagination when I wasn't at the game. Sorry. When I was at the game, I put, the, I put my headphones on. I watched the game. You get a live feed. It's like about half a second off. But that's why I love listening to baseball on the radio because I have to paint the picture in my head. And certain announcers do a better job than other ones. But comic books do that in a way. When when I read a comic book, I tell Mike, I don't watch much streaming. I don't watch many movies. But what I do, I'm trying to get myself in a lot more books. And it kind of helps me expand my mind into, like, thinking uh, differently about – how how I can immerse myself into a book more than just watching a screen, you know? I watch the Mayans. I watch a couple of shows, but I, I'd rather read. I'm actually I, watching I Mayans right now. Shout the, out to Mayans and Snowfall. The Dude, Mayans, Snowfall. 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 I told you, Mark. The best. Can't be Snowfall. Snowfall. Snowfall is the best show, period. Uh, hands down the best Told you, Mark. Show. The best Hands show. down. Period. Okay, so I'm telling you, don't hey, spoil that boy Jerome. Yeah, don't spoil anything. Don't spoil anything because I'm like whoa, whoa, I'm like whoa. three four episodes behind. I just finished the episode where bro, I'm caught up. Bro. Where I Leon he um uh, he's he's at the house. He's at uh, Scully's like the grandma's house or whatever the aunt's house. And the car pulls up and he shoots the car. I was like, no, that I, I couldn't breathe for about five seconds when I when I, when so, you just see the little limp body of the little girl dead in the car. I'm like, oh my god. Well, no. So when that when that scene happened, when that scene happened. That's when I was just like, "This is the best show." Yes, and, yeah, and 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 not because like how it looked or it, or production wise, but how real that shit is. You know, um, when you're in that lifestyle, that shit don't. Sometimes it, it's not even gonna touch you. It, if you're in that lifestyle, it might not even touch you. It, it's gonna touch the people around you, and like that shit hit hard, you know, because, like, that shit is so real to this day. It happens. Um, yeah. yeah, man. That Everything about that show, the production, the coloring, um, the cinematic, all of it, it's a, it's amazing. And the fact that, like, um, what's the main director of the show? Um, uh, John John Singleton, I think yeah, his name is? Yeah, he died. He, he passed yeah. away last mm-hmm. year. 
So this whole new season, he wasn't even around. So the fact that they're doing it without him is is such amazing, and they're carrying the torch in such a good way. And the fact that like they're doing this all without him, that's what made me also was like, yo, they're killing it. This is well, the we best. got we got like two episodes left, I think, right tomorrow yeah, and next week. So. Oh man, least, crazy! But yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm, and you know what? If going back to the comic books, like I. I, I actually been like kind of like I, I want to you know I want to get back into something like um, especially with the pandemic like a lot of my homies you know they're getting back in the Pokemon cards yeah. and, and like that was that was that was cool but I, I just it doesn't resonate with me as much as like you know the comics bro I have a whole backlog of I got um, like the first sixteen volumes of Walking Dead I got plenty of Batman I got um, this this show that was like on Sci Fi it's called um, Deadly Class I have the first three or four volumes dude shoot me a DM after the episode and I will send you stuff down to L A bro I got tons of stuff hey, to read hey, <laughs> sir, man hell yeah get that uh, Punisher for yeah, sure the Punisher Max if you ever have a chance to get the like the Max series at, at Marvel it's rated R Fire. it's rated R like Punisher Max hold on let me I, I need to find the Punisher Dude, because I I remember I, I like I found my like my Punisher series and I was like I want I wonder how much these cost <laughs> you know what I mean yeah uh, but yeah I had I have a couple dope comics and it's sad that those are the only ones I have now um, but yeah I'm, I I want to get back into it for sure man uh, oh, my bad guys I'm over here looking oh, no, at all the comics oh, oh you the guest bro it's good. Yeah, I- Oh, right here. This is what I have. Punisher Warzone. Oh, that looks dope too. Ooh, number one. Okay. I have that. I have like this, and then like five other from this whole series. That looks kind of older too. It looks like eighties. Like yeah. This, 80s. this is uh early nineties. Yeah, yeah, check it, that eBay boy. See what it's worth. Right. I know, dude. This yeah, this was fire. Uh, uh when did it come back? Yeah, Volume One came out nineteen ninety two. There you go. But um, yeah, man. But, uh, so. Derek, aka DJ Cook Beats, please give out all of your you know handles and stuff. Tell people where they can find you, bro. Yes, sir. Um, you can follow me uh, on Instagram at DJ Cook Beats uh, on Twitter, Cook Beats. Um, also, hit me up on Twitch, man, at DJ Cook Beats, man. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna be DJing, uh, you know, at least like three to four times a times a week now. Coming back from New York, I've been kind of busy with this new uh, podcast gig that I'm working for. So um, uh, check out the new podcast uh, for the Bootleg Kev podcast. So uh, I'll be uh, I'm working behind the scenes on that. So check that out. What, what, what's um, it about, man? Tell, tell the fans what's the Bootleg Kev podcast about. Um, so Bootleg Kev is a, a DJ. From, he's from uh, Arizona, um, and he's he was at Real ninety two three and a whole bunch of different radio stations as well. Um, so his podcast, he just pretty much, he, he just shoots the shit with like anyone, you know? And, uh, and it's like, I'm just in this small time. I, I've been working with Wait, him. Is from, he from the Bay? He's from Arizona, from Arizona. Okay. Um, so within last like two months, like we had Ricky Williams pull up, um, Carl Crawford. Ricky um, Williams bring that blunt too, or what? Uh, he, yeah, yeah, and I didn't even know he gave Ricky my number, right? So I, I'm I'm setting up, and I get a phone call from like a, a like a random number. I was like, I answered, 
I'm like, hello? He's like, hey, man, it's Ricky. I'm at the door. I was like, what the hell? I was like, all right. He thought he was going to say, hey, your warranty on your car is expired. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, man, so, like, yeah, the the podcast is so dope. There's so – every week there's dope artists. Um, This week we had uh, Kid Ink, um, and then Thursday we're dropping the new uh, interview with uh, Conway from Griselda from Buffalo, New York, and just – crazy interview such a dope interview um before the interview happened we spent the whole day in buffalo new york we're riding around buffalo new york with conway and west side gun they taking us to all the dope spots all their food spots they're taking us to their hood spots they're taking us to their houses where i've never seen a person run their city like that we're in a six-car convoy i remember one at one light we get stopped we're at a red light. A car pulls up right next to us. He's like, you, you guys know where you're going? We're like, no, nah, we're just we're following the convoy. He's like, don't worry about it. Follow me. It's still a red light. He stops traffic. And we just, all right. And everyone just stops. And then he we just find our way. We get back into the convoy. They took care of us, man, out there. It was it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. It was a blessing. You ride, and, uh, you ride in through the boroughs, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, man, we, we was in weekend. the Bronx. We was in the we went to the Bronx. We went to Brooklyn. Right. We we was we was really in the trenches. You know, uh, we're interviewing a lot of the new uh, new upcoming uh, drill rappers from New York. Um, you know, there's a whole new uh, scene, music scene in in the hip hop industry in uh, in New York right now, and it's like it's like a mixture of trap music and. It's 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 a whole it's his own whole scene. It's it's insane. It's like what the what the hyphy music was to us. This is their shit. You know what I mean? Okay. It's, it's it's not meant for everyone. And you know, like even to me, I was just like, all right, I'm good off of this. But seeing it in person, being in the studio with these guys, and they're like, yo, this is like now when I hear it, I'm like, yo, this is fire right here. You know what I'm saying? So, so um, you play, you played them last night on your stream. I did. At Um, the end of the night. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I dig the second song more than I dig the first song. Yeah. Right. When you started playing them off, I, I, I don't remember exactly the artist, but I mean, I respect it, man. The first dude sounded a little bit more like the pop smoke 50 cent yeah, type yeah, of dude, voice, dude. that deep voice. You know what I mean? The second dude, he he, he kind of had a, a vibe uh, and a and, style and to crazy, him, man. The crazy thing is, like, I swear to God, we were out there and it don't matter where we was in the Bronx, we was in Brooklyn, we was like... All these kids, man, they all got deep voices, man. <laughs> and like, I'm check like, your ID, young man. Puberty out there in NY. It's, I'm like, three I'm hours like, ahead. Like, when people don't know, they're like, oh, he sounds like another pop smoke. But I'm like, nah, like, this dude really just talks like this. Like, that's his real voice, you know? And, and, uh, shout out to, uh, Dusty Locane. Dusty Locane. Hey, yeah, it ain't his fault. People, man. Uh, that's what they kind of compare him to pop smoke. But, man, his music. We were, we were, uh, he showed us a lot of the new songs that's gonna come out on his album this summer. And I'm just like, yo, this kid is gonna go crazy. Um, shout out to Ron Suno, Ron Suno, he showed us a lot of new music as well. Um, uh, Ross Swish, like they, they have a, their whole scene out there in New York is so different. And it was a whole different energy. And it was, I, it was a blessing to be out there. And I'm like, 
to be out there to be working. That was the best part. Like I didn't have to pay to fly out there, no nothing. Like I, I got flown out, and just to be there, it was insane. And it was like I can't believe I'm really doing this right now. It was a blessing. Just getting started, boy. I had a yeah, good bookies. We yeah, appreciate you being on, but I think even more so, we support you, bro, and everything you're doing. Okay. And obviously, you, man. For real. obviously, your friends see are crucial. And Twee, we also send the love some Newark people. Yeah. I mean, we definitely love to see people from our town blossoming. So, oh, see, you know what you guys are doing, man. Again, we don't just appreciate you here on our podcast, but we support you all the way. And, man, just oh, keep yeah. striving, bro. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate it. I hey, much love to y'all for real. Thank you for always supporting, pulling up on me on Twitch and showing love. And oh, yeah. like sometimes like I, I'll have maybe like five to ten maybe viewers, but one of y'all are still there. You know what I mean? Like, yo, this is I'm like, hey, shout out, shout out to y'all, man. I, I, I have to ask you though, bro, because I said I was gonna ask him. Man. I dude, I'm confused as shit. So you got biddies, okay? You got emotes. <laughs> That's like, dude, what, that, dude? Twitch is damn is confusing as hell, bro. I tell Mike, I was like, how come my name, my name, doesn't have any of those little cool little graphics in front of it? <laughs> and then I was like, how come you say? I was like, how come? I was like, Mike, how come Cooks be saying Mike Biella with the biddies? I'm like, what the hell are biddies? And I'm like, what the hell are that emotes? boy saying titties for a minute? Like, I'm like, what's my bro, doing? Like, tell me, tell me. Hey, I got that too. I got. They're like, is he saying titties? Well, I'm. I swear, I don't. I swear, I tell Mike, I'm like, bro, like, what do I'm gonna ask him on stream? I have to ask him, and this is how we're gonna go out with the bang. Promoting yeah. at DJ Cook Beats on Twitch, so check him out. Yes, our guest today on the Comic Bookies podcast. But man, well, so emotes. You got the one that's got the Bay Area, whatever. You got yeah, your face on it. So is that something that you have to subscribe to so, tier one, so tier all, I? All my emotes. So um, I, I actually made all those. I made them on Photoshop. Um, you know, just crop my face out and just kind of be fun, be creative. Because I see a lot of other, uh, I see other DJs do it. So I'm like, oh, I could do that. And like because of like some of the stuff I've been working on, I'm very familiar with Photoshop now. So I was like, oh, I could do this myself now. I don't need to like get someone to do it for me. So it's very important to make my emotes just as fun and just me as possible. So that way, people can drop them in the chat, show love, and also like they're showing. They'll hop into another DJ stuff and they use in my emotes. So emotes are like emojis, pretty much. Um, How do you get emotes? Um, the emotes. So you get emotes by subscribing to whoever you want to subscribe. So if you subscribe to me, you unlock uh, a tier one e emote. And I think on my tier one, I have like four different emotes. Um, tier two, you get two more un unlocks. And now recently, if you drop over, I think it's like if you drop over a thousand biddies in my chat um like lifetime you get um you get a certain email that i i also made and then so on and so on like ten thousand bits and uh, and also bits are like twitch currency mm -hmm. i say biddies because it's just funner right yeah you know, so so like bitties is slang, and the, and the correct term is bits. Yeah. So um, so so yeah, so, so bitties and emotes are complete completely different. Yeah. 
Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. and then so yeah, so uh, yeah, man, it's just like the emotes are just there, kind of just hype it up, you know, hype up the crowd. And then when I DJ too, you know, I got the green screen in the back, so when people put whatever emotes, their emotes are flying behind me. Yeah, going crazy and stuff. I don't so. give a damn. The best one you got is the damn Dave Chappelle. Come on, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's the, that's so, so that's so like oh my boy. Shout out to Nico Blitz again, man. Shout out to Nico, aka Blitz. Make sure you follow him. Uh, he was showing me the OBS, how it's set up and stuff. And then um, if you go on their website. You could, you know, at first when people drop bits, it will, it will show like a diamond and stuff. I'm like, I don't want that. That looks freaking weak. Like, what is that? <laughs> and then I learned that you could put your own image in there and you could put little gifts. And then when it got to like when people would give you money, I was like, first thing I thought of uh, is Brick James. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> yeah, and then I thought, of, I thought of the Day Chappelle. And then I typed in Day Chappelle and that was the first one. He was like, <laughs> yeah, give it to me. That's the- <laughs> That was perfect. Gold, yeah. bro. It's gold. That's a, I'm happy. I'm happy you caught that, man. That's so dope. Yeah, yeah. That's so dope. Oh. All right, fellas. At- Attention to detail, man. Attention to detail. DJ man. Cook Beats. Um, it was a pleasure, man. Um, and before we say goodbye to you, fellas, take us away for episode 108, man. Episode 108 was special, guys. You've had some good interviews and another fire one with our boy Derek, aka DJ Cook Beats, uh, from the Bay to LA, doing his thing. To the fans, hopefully you guys did enjoy this great interview, great episode, week in and week out, doing the whole colliding the world of sports and comics thing. And as always, this is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Newark, California. Actually, Fremont, California. (laughs) We're from Newark. But yeah, guys, beautiful episode. Mark, let it go. (laughs) Too much Newark talk for you there, Sean. Hey, you know what? We got a Newark interviewee. It's crazy, man. (laughs) None of them. Nonetheless, man, uh, episode 108, we approaching that uh, 112 where the players dwell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> get back. I, so, man, I, yeah, Sean, you, you said it exactly. I appreciate. Uh, check out DJ Cook Beats. Like I always tell you guys, man, if I wouldn't have got married, actually, to tell you the honest to God truth, my my anniversary is tomorrow, 4 15 16. It'll be five years go. since my marriage. Happy early anniversary, brother. And, like yeah. I, and like I always tell my comic bookie brother host here, uh, if I was not married yet, but I was to have a marry a marriage or a wedding today in pandemic, I would be booking DJ Cook Beats as my go. wedding. Oh my God. He's well, got shit, the best. Hey, li- <laughs> that means I have to DJ tomorrow night. So uh, I'm I, I'm gonna have to DJ tomorrow night. So you know, to set the hey, vibe. He's vibe. gonna West have party, to get, baby. He's gonna yeah. have to get some rest. He's got the best library in the biz, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Better believe that. And uh, he is joining the best sports, comic, and entertainment podcast that there is out there. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Comic Bookie Podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank you, brothers. Thank you, Cook Beats. Mike, take it away. And uh, let us see. uh, uh, Plug whatever you got to plug, Cooks. Uh, We appreciate you, man. 
Um, so yeah, so we're live on YouTube and Twitch. Please subscribe and follow the pages so you can get notifications every week to when we go live. Um, but yeah, Mark, happy anniversary to you. A happy birthday to my dad today. Um, hey. rest in peace, DMX. We really hit on that, but I mean, like the cool story that you that you told before we started recording, uh, uh, Derek. That was pretty cool. Rest in peace, DMX. And just a quick piece yeah, of news: people. Avengers Campus opens up June fourth of twenty twenty one. So anyone planning to go to Disneyland starting April thirtieth, the Avengers Campus. If you want to wait until June fourth, that's when it opens up. But uh, thanks a lot right. to uh, DJ Cook Beats, Derek. Thank you so much for joining yep. us. This is not going to be the last time you're on this show. But for yeah, no. but, but for Mark. For Sean, this is Mike. This has been the Comboogies Podcast. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. See y'all next week. Peace. Yeah. Peace. Always enjoy each other and enjoy the soothing sounds of DJ Cook Beats on Twitch. <laughs>